You're listening to One Family, What's God Doing? Where we explore what God's doing in YWAM locations throughout Virginia. We can't wait for you to find out what God's doing today. Welcome back to What's God Doing? And for those of you that have been joining in for the past month, we are almost there. We are one chapter away from finishing not just the book of 1 John, but a journey through 1 John. For those that are just joining and thinking, what are you talking about? We've been working through this devotional, a devotional out of YWAM, Virginia, that over the course of five days takes us through 1 John and presses us into the idea of what is love and who is the Spirit. And so we wanted to give this as a gift to you to be able to experience a devotional and to join with us as we explore this together. So let's jump right in, shall we? To day five, where do we go from here? 1 John 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's son by his baptism in water and by shedding his blood on the cross, not by water only, but by water and blood. And the spirit, who is truth, confirms it with his testimony. So we have these three witnesses, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and all three agree. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about his son. All who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about his Son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. I've written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know you have eternal life. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. If you see a fellow believer sinning in a way that does not lead to death, you should pray, and God will give that person life. But there is a sin that leads to death, and I'm not saying you should pray for those who commit it. All wicked actions are sin, but not every sin leads to death. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning, for God's Son holds them securely, and the evil one cannot touch them. We know that we are children of God, and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come, and he has given us understanding, so that we can know the true God. And now we live in fellowship with the true God because we live in fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. He is the only true God, and he is eternal life. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. Now the reflection. It's okay if you made it through 1 John and are confused. It's okay if you have read these chapters and still have questions about God. You aren't alone. John wrote this because the people then had questions too. 
God is hard to understand. The idea that Jesus still exists is confusing. The concept of the Holy Spirit is unlike anything we've experienced, so it makes sense that your brain might hurt a little. The goal isn't to fully understand, but to make a decision about what direction you want to go. John tells us that we can either seek God or seek the world. And the world around us is under the control of the evil one. Today, even if you don't understand, you have the opportunity to say, I want to seek God. God has been joyfully waiting for you to say that, and he is ready to guide you from there. However, even if we say that and mean it, we can still be deceived. And we still live in a world that is broken. We have to choose daily, multiple times a day, to keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. When moments come that we choose something over God, there is a grace that we can go back to what we learned in chapter one. We can humbly confess our sins and decide again to seek God. This is a lifelong journey. And the good news is what we have already heard. As we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. As always, feel free to pause after each question to spend some time reflecting and processing. Question one, look back at your answers to question one on day one. How has your understanding of Jesus changed this week? What questions do you still have? Question two. Look back at your answers to question one on day two. How has your understanding of love changed this week? What questions do you still have? And question number three. After reading 1 John, how will things be different for you moving forward? You just spent a week, or in our case, five weeks, reading through 1 John. That's a big deal. And I really believe God feels loved by that. It's okay if you still have questions because we have questions too. Fortunately, God has sent his spirit and the spirit teaches you everything you need to know and what he teaches is true. The spirit is a free gift God is offering you if you are willing to receive him. God offers this gift because he not only created you in his image, he loves you deeply and wants you to know him. Spend some time with him now praying something like this. God, I want to believe in you. I want to believe in your son, and I want to believe in your spirit. It's really hard sometimes, and I need your help. Thank you so much for loving me, and I want to grow in loving you and others because you first loved me and showed it in powerful ways. Help me to keep seeking you like I have this week. Help me to remember that you are always with me. And with that, we have not only read but reflected on a book of the Bible together. Now, the devotionals come with an additional section, a what now section, uh, which I'm not going to read. But if you found this encouraging, uh, we want to keep on encouraging you. There are two other devotionals, a journey through First Peter 2 and a journey through spiritual gifts. There is a journey through Revelation if you want to go really big. And you might be scared of that book, but I promise you by the end of the devotional, you'll be glad you read it. Uh, or you could just reach out to us. You could join us for one of our in-person Bible studies. 
there are so many ways that we can connect together, but that's the point I want to make. We have an opportunity to seek God and learn from his scripture together. And this was just a small taste of what that could look like. So if you are encouraged or if you have questions, reach out to us. But I want to encourage you to keep on going. Keep on reading scripture, whether it's through things that we put out or things that others put out, uh, whether it's in a group or whether it's with family or whether it's with a spouse or whoever it's with, because God wants you to know him. He wants you to seek him because he has already made the first step at seeking and loving you. So thank you for joining me on this journey through First John. And thank you for listening, and not just for listening, but for walking with us as we together, as one family, explore what it means to know God and make him known. If you'd like to learn more about what God's doing in Virginia, visit us at ywamva.org and join us next week for more stories of God at work.